Guys, welcome back to another Arsenio Buck Show podcast. And as always, man, we're getting back into the Stephen Covey. And today it's time to figure out the accelerators on how to improve your results. Guys, I'm going over number one today. Number one, and you know what? Take responsibility for your results. You know what? Remember remember what I was telling you about the Stephen, uh, what was it, the podcast a very long time ago about, you know, Stephen Covey's father telling him at the age of seven, hey, you know what? It's your job, your responsibility to keep the yard green and clean. He didn't tell him, you know, that he had to, you know, I guess water the lawn twice a week or do this or do that. No, it was your job to keep it green and clean. And you know what the point was? The point was that he accounted to him. You know what? He, he it, it, That was it. He said, you know what? It is entirely up to me. I'm going to have to figure out what days, when, why, and figure out how all of this is supposed to work. You know, it is extremely vital, guys, to just take the responsibility for results, not just the activities. You know what that approach does? It actually it unleashes that creativity. See, it helps you understand that if you can't get results one way, you could try another way to get it instead of just complaining and whining. You know what I mean? It's like working with those people. Man, I could go back, and I love giving just my real-life experiences so you guys could somehow relate it to you, but... It's kind of like the guys that seemingly always complain about the same ridiculous things that they have no – just complaining over and over and over about the same thing, although they have no control over that. Why would you complain about something that you have no control over? It's kind of like the people who always go after Donald Trump or anyone after he tweets. Regardless of what you say, what's going to get across? What point are you trying – you got no – you have no control. Fine, okay, you want your voice to be heard, but you're actually creating digital dirt. No one's going to want to touch you. If you go in for a job, you're like, oh, you actually said this and that. You said some really harsh things. Sorry, we can't give you the job. Guys, it's the digital era. You're creating an online persona right now. And you know what? You're going to have to take 100% accountability for everything you've done. And it's kind of like, you know, I'm very, very accountable for what had happened, uh, what was it, like four years ago. There was a guy from Florida that was following me, um, uh, and it was because something I had said – oh, it was actually five years ago. Uh, it was something that I had said online, um, and it was in reply to what he said was very, very racist. And it was on the ESPN forum. Luckily, that trashy forum has been taken down and whatnot, but I can't remember what I was said, but I got banned from Facebook for 16 hours. And you know what? I honed in on it. I said, you know what? Fine. If you are going to literally report me and not report the guy that actually said it to begin with, you are the typical American everything, the typical American bias. But for one year, this guy would follow me as much as he could, send emails to all my friends and say, oh, I, I don't know why you would employ this guy because he said this and said that. And it's like, come on, troll. Anyone can literally Photoshop anything. And he was around for quite some time. It had to be a year, year and a half. This guy had a wife and kids. Now, I take accountability for that. And I told the whole world about that too. There was another girl that actually came to me sometime last year. She's like, oh my god, I remember we were on this website like three years ago and you said something really, really bad about me. I was like, oh, so you're complaining about the Arsenio and what Arsenio said three years ago. Oh, wonderful. But you know what? Yeah, that was me back then, but that's not me anymore. So if you want to just hold that with you on your conscience and in your heart, by all means, I don't really give a damn. 
And am I going to apologize for what Arsenio did three years ago? No. But yes, I do hold myself 100% accountable because what I was going through three years ago, it was reckless what you women were saying about black people back then. And what America was saying about black people back then is still saying about them today. So, yes, I am 100% responsible for all of that. But if we look at the activities and results, it's like saying, um, what is it? I emailed, oh my God. Oh, here we go. Uh, I was supposed to do a podcast and meet up with this huge YouTuber by the name of Antonio Centeno. And you know what? I ended up emailing him at the beginning of this year. And you know what? Because I emailed him, what were the results? Decided to hurry up and you know what? I scheduled him for a podcast on March 14th. How about that? Or you know what? You doing the research on the report and you wrote a report and guess what? You got the grant. You took the class and you learned how to give an effective presentation. You stayed on your diet. You lost like five pounds. You try, but you know what? You do or you do not. There is no trying. That's what Master Yoda said. I'm trying to tell you guys from my perspective that you are going to have to somehow differentiate between results and the activities, right? Now, again, it all depends on credibility and trust and whatnot, but everything that I've seen over the course of my life with every decision, every activity that I took, whatever decision I made at that time, there were results that followed regardless if it was good or not. Because you know what? Life is binary. So it's amazing how the impact of taking responsibility for results plays out in our personal and family lives, man. You know, instead of just blaming and accusing of, you know, not saying this or saying that. You know, I had one friend come up to me and she was like, you know what? We could not just set our egos aside at that time and just be responsible for that specific moment. We just couldn't do it. And I was like, I completely agree. You know what? It's created such a strong bond that now look at us now. We've created a profound relationship. It's kind of like my, my, uh, my best friend. He approached me. And because there was an activity erupted, you know, we got in a big, big argument over – and this was the diabolical method of my – oh my god, girlfriend a long, long time ago. She wanted to destroy all the close relationships I had. You know, She said, oh, uh, your, your friend over here, he said this. She said this. She said that. It was like five relationships, and she destroyed all of them, and then she left out of my life. That's exactly what she wanted to do. That was her intent from the beginning. Diabolical as hell. And you know what? One of them was my best friend, Andre. He and I, we stopped talking for about eight months. And because of that, you know, I went through the end of, oh my God, when was that? The end of 2008 into 2009 without him. And then finally he emailed me. He was like, hey man, uh, I just wanted to say something. I forgot what it was. Something about April. I, I forgot. I, I forgot. He emailed me in April and I was like, hey, thank you so much, man. I see that you're across the street. We should have a talk. He came in, we sat down like men, and we had a face-to-face conversation, mano y mano. And we realized that, yes, in fact, that my ex-girlfriend, her goal was to destroy our relationship. But you know what? We picked up right where we left off. And that's what – in my last podcast, I mentioned it, how Steve Harvey and Monique had a, a just a genuine, candid conversation, which got very, very heated and very real. But on camera, the rawness of that was just beautiful. Instead of speaking over other individuals, he said, you know what? I'm going to be honest. 
I did mess up. I could have called you at this time. And she was like, thank you. See, he, he said 100% responsibility. The activity she requested and said, you know what? How come you couldn't call your sister at a time where she was going through so much? And at the end, he said, you know what? I, could, I should have done that. And I do apologize. See, that's it right there, guys. That accountability, boy, that accountability destroys regret. Just like I said in the previous podcast. So I'm telling you guys right now, you build that credibility. You build that trust. And you know what? That relationship, whereas it just happened like one week ago, you guys can check that, check that video out on YouTube. If you guys see that and you guys fast forward to, of course, what is, you know, what's happening in your life, it builds that credibility and trust like it did with my best friend. You know, and what is it? The other girl that, of course, I visited, uh, college buddy, it didn't build that because she was like, oh, you know, you said this, I, you said that, and this and that. It was just still blaming. But she didn't realize what she had done. And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't really care. You know what? I mean, I told her that relationship is done. You know, she's like, oh, are we ever going to, you know, uh, is our friendship really over? It's like, well, you got a boyfriend now. You guys are ultimately going to get married and you're going to work the next 30 years. And that's the end. Nothing. I mean, I mean, but listen, I mean, you made the decision. I made the decision, you know, and so you could only go so far. Now, if you could reestablish salvage and build that credibility and trust to, you know, to resuscitate a dying relationship by all means. But sometimes, man, those crossroads are met. You can never go back because this person had a track record. Like I said three days ago, a track record that that past did that over and over and over about three to five times. And you know what? That other time, I remember, oh my God, this had to be about 10 years ago. A guy went into her life. And you know what? She completely ignored me probably for three years until that guy left. And guess who came back around? And you know what? Never admitted the fact saying, oh, you know what? Yeah, I did do that. I did do that. Uh Uh-uh. She was just blaming and saying, oh, it was his fault, his fault, his fault. During the rough times here out here, you know, out here in Thailand, she wasn't around. When I only had $10, she wasn't around. When I had to make the biggest leap of faith in my life, she was not around. And so, hey. I realized, you know what? This is the United States of Arsenio. I can only rely on I. And yes, I know a lot of you do have families, friends, and wonderful, and I'm uh, absolutely 100% agree, and 100% agree, and I'm so grateful that you do. But when times do get tough, you're going to see, you need to look yourself in the mirror and not rely on anyone. Because what that does, it builds up that, it, it builds that mental muscle. So, guys, with that being said, man, we got to get into the next accelerator on the next podcast, which is going to be expectations that pertain to winning. So, guys, you know what? Thank you so much for tuning into another podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.